We're beginning a day with a, is a, a marker, a, a conscious marker of entering into contemplation, yeah. into checking in. So it's quite a formalized uh, beginning, because beginning is just a convention, and it's with a thing like it's a morning puja, you acknowledge it is just a convention, it's just uh, a marker, nothing really begins, just changes from dark to light, from one level of consciousness to another level of consciousness, going on. Uh, with whatever effects are there in that in that field, the mind field, the heart field, its movements, pushes, resistances, um, pangs, uh, bubbling, happy, urgent, tremulous, poignant, sad, anxious. Mm. Yes. Just acknowledging, taking some time to acknowledge what's in the field. There is a measureless field, it's just rolling uh, in effects. And this is the the level of heart that we to check in with. This is the place from which our, our strategies, our self, our life, our world arises. It's supposed to do this. <laughs> it's what it is to be born. Coming to an effective being affected and responding, that's, that's the deal. <laughs> being with that, with being with, which is awareness, and that's even wider, like all something that never really goes anywhere. And to enter into this, to touch into this as a source, one's one's refuge, one's uh, uh, place of holding or being with the heart field. Field is very wide, but it's we can we can measure. We definitely have measurable effects, ups and downs, pushes and resistances. But awareness, no particular effect. <coughs> or resistances, or favouring, just as like that.
that to uh, hold one's experience one's not an ongoing flow of experience so sometimes you have to acknowledge these effects, causes, effects, karma, karma potential open to that We know what, what's happening. We know the potentials, the potencies that are there. Waking to it. The urgency of the next day as that happens. So, going to end of retreat and then whatever that contains. The sense of the urgencies, the eagerness, the anxieties, the pressures, the resistances. Like this. You feel like this. We awaken to that, we begin to establish a, an ongoing refuge for these changes with their flavours and their textures. If we don't do this, then we tend to just act or get acted upon. Feel a kind of clamping of worry, fresh anxiety, what's going to happen, or clamping of urgency, oh my goodness, all these things to do, we get back to, how am I going to manage that? How can I integrate this into daily life? And you know, it's, it's okay if you're in retreat, but in your retreat with all this stuff you have to do, how am I going to manage all that? Whoa, just pause. <laughs> 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 now I feel the wave of that rising. Uh, this is oh, the heart being affected by change. And it's, it's affected with the uncertainty of the future. Yeah. The uncertainty of the future. It's affected by that. In a way the heart recognises that convention that something will become something. There will be another condition arising. Another set of conditions arising. Another set of circumstances arising. And the recognition of that, then there's the maybe what's that? So we might move into planning, strategizing, or feeling, oh no, no, just don't think about it now. <laughs> don't worry, you'll be all right, you know. And there's a kind of clamping that can occur. We can find ourselves strategizing the future, planning for it, resisting it. It's it's not really a future, it's just that the conditions in the present change. We recognize that, we're familiar with that. We don't know. We don't know, you see the karmic potential to flicker into the negative. Things might be terrible, might go wrong. Yeah. and make sure they don't or the potential to flicker into the positive oh, great new chances might happen Depending. and you can't really say which, which, what your tendency is so that's, that's the vipaka, the resultant karma 
the residues, the effects. By and large, I imagine for many, a lot of people it's more anxious than eager. Because it is our social models are very much based upon having things uh, secure, planned, strategized, worked out, insurance policies, everything, you know, like that. And then, you know, it doesn't get a lot of training in, in the art of insecurity. It's a negative word. Vulnerability, negative concept. Mm. How are you going to be open without that? Without touching into that and finding in, in acknowledging this, you become alert, attentive. Recognizing one's the beauty of occurs when one's alert and attentive. The movement of the heart. And how the, when we are really there with that and open to that, there is a refuge of body wraps itself around, doesn't leave, stays with us, breathing, the resonances, the somatic presence is there, with our anxieties or our disappointments or whatever. It always actually is with how it is, and it isn't this splitting. There isn't the splitting, which you get contraction, the mind spins out, starts going to thoughts and ideas as that. That's called, that's security. <laughs> Endless strategizing, this and that, that. And they're actually resting in here where there could be a, a security which is born of, I'm with this, I can be with this. It's a moment. And as we touch that moment, you feel the sense of there's an embodiment there that's holding us. It's always held us. We got born somehow. We never planned. We never map. We just did it. <laughs> that must have been incredibly weird. <laughs> just, you know, you're sitting back in some nice little warm place, free board and lodging. <laughs> and then things start happening and then you are hey. into, into a sensory world of sights and sounds and me and this and me with things happening out there but what's going on and yet this awareness is always there you, you have to touch the present with its feel the present, then awareness and embodiment is there. And you recognize, well this is better actually. It's not it's not sort of level, straight, cool, clean, it's it's mingle, mixing, changing, 
but it's real. It's what it, the way it is. And in that I feel the sense of this embodiment, just steadying, holding, his compassion, his concern for the welfare of others, his kindness, his rejoicing at every moment of beauty and goodness. And there's a sense of equanimity. It's like this. It's not going to be another way. And getting it, which is not immediate, doesn't just, it's not a philosophical position we can lead to. It's a graduated process of deepening into the process of emotion and feeling with its waves and acknowledging it keeps moving, it changes. It does change from dark to light, from light to dark, light and so on. We'll be with that. Checking in. You know, it's easy to imagine, I don't, I don't know, what, what one imagines really with meditation practice, Dharma practice, probably, I think. You know, you get a word like non-attachment, and you feel, well, oh, that's not, I don't have to feel anything. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to feel affected by anything anymore. Even if that's what kind of person would that be? Does it happen? Maybe it does, I don't know. But certainly for myself, 40 odd years of it, it hasn't happened yet. Things <laughs> feel more, actually, the subtleties of experience, qualities of energies, tones of the mind, it's just get more and more sensed, even subtler qualities that I didn't experience before, felt. Everything is felt. And it's not all pleasant by any means. It's agreeable, agreeable and disagreeable. Not definitely not always pleasant. And then the kind of ongoing recognition that it is like this. There's room for disagreeable feeling without contracting into blames and testament tribunals and you know, self-criticism. Mm. You know, it's like this. Dukkha. It's, like it's, it's, it's the nature of things like this. Sometimes it feels disagreeable. Getting it wrong.
But then one can, I can certainly in my own mind, because I, you know, I get it wrong. Um, I spoke, you know, at least my own standards. Yeah. Break things, forget things, miss things, lose things. Yeah. Don't plan things clearly enough, don't you know, it's, it's, it's quite exasperating. Yeah. You know, they just think, oh, why don't you ever get it right, clear, get together, plan things more clearly. It's, no, it isn't going to happen. Just <laughs> it's an ongoing mistake. Be <laughs> 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 with it. Rather, this is desperate, you know, trying to get it, or everything sealed, sorted, delivered, finished, completed, tidied, and endlessly like that, trying to iron out the ocean to make it flat. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's something in that self-acceptance, self, when we recognize the convention of self and realize it's not going to be an ultimate truth. It's not an ultimate truth, it's, it feels like this. Something to change, failure, progress, decline, getting it right, getting it wrong. That's that's the nature of the relative reality, and self is one of them. It's a relative experience that we that is established for us. It's our way of you know, steering through the sensory world. We've come into a world where there's separation, where there's individualities. Experiencing, becoming into a world there is where time and place are, are manifest conventions and appearances. And within that, it's always going to be, you know, missing, forgetting, rights, wrongs, self, other, not quite getting it, saying something, didn't want to say, being misunderstood, just, you know, misunderstanding others, all that thing. Okay, so just don't lock on that, wrong with it, and patience, compassion, not holding on to it, with suffering, with making suffering out of it. Perfectionism, suffering. Perfectionism is a source of endless complaints and criticisms and agitations. But it's not that we're being casual or sloppy, it's just, you know, the more attentive you are, the more you recognize it's not going to be that perfect. It's going to be like this. It's a real thing. It changes as there's movements in it. You're open to that. And the natural response then has got to be one of the only response of the conventional world is goodwill, compassion, gladness, appreciative joy, equanimity. That has to be the foundational response. Everything else is going to go into these contractions, 
self and other blame, regret, uh, irritated by other people's not being perfect, irritated by myself not being perfect, not being the way I should be, other people not being the way they should be. Uh, you know, it goes on. All that can be just everything is what it is. There's nothing that no should be about it. When you're attentive to that, and naturally with that comes a deeper sense of uh, conscience, concern, ethical integrity, friendliness, goodwill, forgiveness, tolerance. Those are the things that we can get right. You notice if the idea of getting it right another way, you know, everything's nicely lined up and secure and so forth, what does that lead to? Fear, anxiety, intolerance, agitation, and so on. We've got the world, the way it goes, economic security, what does that mean? These people kind of working themselves to a frazzle <laughs> and then getting sacked. <laughs> yeah. well, it's security. <laughs> it means, means having huge amounts of weapons, doesn't it? And, and wars and fighting and bombs and security. Means to bark wire. Walls, shields, security, self and other. There's some kind of final state with no experience of mutuality and acknowledgement and sharing and being able to be with each other in the ride of it all. You know, the way it is, calm potentials. So you, you know, the world of change can be a very rocky place. This is why we have to, rather than react to that, see it and think about it, which is the splitting, which is where we upadana around those perceptions. Upadana happens and something splits off. Contraction speeds up. You can feel the speed that mind changes into a time-bound thing, rushing on, dragging back. Artificial time becomes a real experience in your nerves. The push of it, the drag of it, and then desperately trying to put the brakes on, or make it go faster to get over out of the rough patch. You know, so you get this kind of whole engine starts up trying to deal with the upadana, the results of upadana, or it can be just that cut the engine a moment, feel how it is, open to that, be with that, how it is, and jitta will bring forth patience, 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 patience.
losing faith with one's self, not losing patience with one's self in your life. Patience, patience, patience. Just open a little more, just a little more. You feel as you open that sense of your breathing, your body loosens, your nerve endings calm down. Back in real time, body time, time, the real time of our lives. While there is time, while this process of ongoing continues, there's a certain time, a rhythm to it, but it's the rhythm of our bodies. That's what got born. That's what got born. That's what dies. It's body. So that's the that's the <coughs> that's the timekeeper. Nothing else. Re- real um, this reality is this. Can we into that rather than you feel the hyped up, pressurized state? Which you know, we all know. I'm sure hyped up, pressurized becomes the new normal. I'm not frantic. Something's going wrong. <laughs> you know, or you just driven and then you're driven naturally one gets irritable um, confused um, short curt uh, brusque missing uh, lost uh, what's going on you lose something you lose the beauty the grace the movement the rhythms into the driven state trying to get it right Well, we cut we cut engines. How it is? Listen to the music of how it is. It's flavors and sadnesses and aspirations and gratitudes, and love and fear. To, to pass through this domain you have to enter it and it will open and deepen you don't, you don't really pass through it it just opens and the deepening occurs and the sense of the self is gently laid aside gently dissolves but that's a very uh, gentle uh, process we're not trying to smash our egos or cut off our attachments because when it gently is allowed to subside then it can also gently arise we don't find ourselves going from a kind of void state and then suddenly dong the bell rings and you've got to rush out and be somebody there's a sense of letting it subside and then recognition of it's time to be somebody. Let's just let put this together. We put it together with the heart, goodwill, tolerance uh, towards one's limitations, one's humanness, and that of others. There's an arising into individuality rather than a sudden 
crash back into old compulsive patterns. So you get the kind of you know, post-retreat thing. Here. How do you integrate? You integrate through goodwill. And the goodwill is not me to you, though. Yeah, of course it is, but it's a domain. It's like a, an atmosphere. It's like a tonality that you touch into. May this, may there be, will be, why not? Why should it not have that? If it's not there, what is there? If there isn't that quality of heart, which is naturally loving, goodwill, mutuality, the enjoyment of that energy, what is there? You know, what's the default? Time, place, future, uh, anxiety, worry, projects, plans, strategies. That's what. That's what's there. That's what happens, isn't it? Being efficient, being effective, getting it together. Uh, what is there to get together? You can't get your own heart together. You can't bring this. It doesn't have to leave you. how easy it is for that to happen to, you know, in systematic systems organized stuff so easy see the official world how easy it is for you to just become officious and metallic <coughs> you know, everybody all human beings with hearts but it's so easy just to drop it and go to this is sorry it's like this is a job we're doing this you know, you know. so we had almost a requirement <laughs> seemingly going to the target the performance the project the um, productivity drive whatever it is and switch off that oh, how easy it is it's a, it's a default so you just check in, beginning, knowing this distinct possibility in our conditioning to live in his heart, or to be dissociating from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we lose our real time, we go into a time of agendas and minutes and pieces of paper and spreadsheets. <laughs> Where's that go? So it begins here. The world begins here. Rises, either 
you, know, you don't establish, we, take, we don't establish the fullness of our hearts, we don't establish our form in that, then the world will establish it for you. The world will make you into that abstraction, that contraction. You don't find the way of understanding the world, how it arises, it will just grab you anyway. Rises here, and it can be a, you know, an ongoing responsiveness to dukkha rather than the contracting out of it, out of the imperfections of the world of sensory consciousness. Dukkha is a, say it's a sabhava dukkha, or dukkha just of things being fallible, mortal, finite, limited on the sensory level. That's called the sabhava. It's the way it is. Buddhas know this. Buddhas experience this. They're not free from this in some respect. But by apprehending it as it is, isn't the generation of sankata dukkha, which is the dukkha of creating sankharas, of generating some kind of strategies to to shut down the natural world, sabhava dukkha. There isn't the pressure and the resistances and the complaining and the recriminations and all that. It doesn't have to be that way. But that things will not be born and die, this is impossible. That one will not be moved by that. One will not feel the resonances of that in the heart. This, this is not going to happen. If it doesn't happen, you think you're in trouble. <laughs> you know, just get philosophical about it all. But experiencing that, opening to that, it's like this. And there's the body, breathing in, breathing out. 